Hello and welcome to another episode of the Polytechnicast. I am Rob Stenzinger, and chances are if you're here, you you probably know me, but you might not. So I like to do a quick mention that while I'm a user experience designer, I'm a interactive maker, I coach and teach this stuff in different venues, and well, uh, yeah, the Polytechnicast is where I, uh, I, I look at projects and topics that I care a lot about or, or like what am I trying to learn from there's always something good I can get out of uh, the practice of journaling and this is the place where a lot of times that journaling happens first and it's it's like the most you know fresh out of my head draft of a, of a thing and I actually did a recording that I wasn't sure if I was going to make it a polytechnicast or not but it um but well, I, I, it ended up being one, and it's essentially about the emotional work of including others and representing them, and um, how user experience designers we need to find support systems for ourselves and each other, because of um, this this whole kind of work that we're doing. It's it has a lot of um, I think uh, emotional skill related to it that that takes real effort and has has an effect and i think you can see it as far as in ourselves or in others when when designers you know don't seem so human-centered or seem really frustrated or stuff like that um i yeah this isn't like a sub tweet or a post in any of anything in particular it's kind of a broad brush of a lot of things i've i've noticed um yeah publicly and privately working with the designers and and i think maybe something it has to do with this emotional aspect of the of the work. So here you go. I'll, I'll hit, uh, I'll hit play on this recording and I'll talk to you in a minute or in about 10 minutes when that's done. Okay. Doing some quick audio journaling, some, some thoughts about designers and we have an interesting, difficult job that exists as this edge connector glue between other jobs. It's not one that typically creates direct things seen by the audience, not, not in a from your mind to your hands into the world kind of way like other disciplines can have, right? The ones that do more of the direct making of, of things. Um, <clears throat> we don't typically fund the ideas but we're there at the edges and doing the connecting. And it's an interesting kind of work. It has its own kind of difficulty. Every single kind of job has its has a difficulty. Everyone's got a hard job. And and I say that with without laziness. I say it with confidence because I do the work of design where I occupy other perspectives and points of view through investing a lot of time, energy, and emotion and I'm telling you that that practice leads to something. And that's what I'm trying to characterize because we can have tons of empathy for an audience um, or not. <laughs> I've seen designers that honestly don't seem to like people flat out. And I think they're just in a bad place in their life. And is that a mandatory thing that happens to all of us designers? Do we all have to go to bad places to start to distrust and 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 um, have 
decisions based on negative assumptions that <clears throat> it's hard. It's hard to watch. I know, um, I know this is hard work. We absorb in a way the emotions of others without necessarily always having the training of someone who's like a therapist, right? Or even a coach. And when, when you see a need so much and you want to help and you're trying to make stuff happen, it can be really difficult that you're not the one that can directly do the work then after. You have to somehow retransmit that need sometimes, depending on how you're organized in your, your teams, to say to a group of um, product owners, engineers, um, business folk to say that, well, here's, here's what I believe based on, you know, what I've seen, this research here's here, let, you know, let me share with you in an open way so you can question, right? And you get into the situation where you're absorbing the feelings of the audience and then you're representing them and not necessarily getting a, um, a sign that it is a sane, wise thing to feel all that stuff. I don't know. I'm just trying to think through what could be some elements of this that can lead to a human-centered designer lashing out at other human beings. And other than we're just human beings, maybe that's it. Um, we have, we have emotional work to do and I think it takes a, a kind of support system and, and set of habits, right? I mean, this is, this is work we each have to do on our own individually, but we don't have to be alone either. Hmm. Maybe that's another thing. We're humans. We're going to go through what we, what all of us go through. And sometimes being that gluing discipline, discipline between the others can feel othering and, and inherently lonely. And, and you're trying to uh, be an advocate while working with and against other disciplines, constraints, and um, inherent beliefs. And this is one of the reasons why I want to advocate for user experience as a mindset. I'm not, I don't even have a book to sell yet. I hope to. And I don't have workshops done yet for this, but stumbling on that idea that if we see a common ground, maybe we'll be less ground down by advocating for others and making sure that they're actually included and represented through the different, um, the challenging paths, the gauntlets, the processes that aren't optimized inherently for this stuff. So we have to include it because the process doesn't necessarily by default yet include it. But maybe if we keep doing the work so others see and value the inclusion of others, not claiming they all have to do the hardest work involved in design and that, in, that it requires the greatest amount of practice and expertise, 
But if they do a little bit of it, and they certainly value it when they see it, I mean, it's, I would say it's the difference between really valuing a thing, a hobby or a pursuit, or just considering it a, a, a distraction or a dabbling. Um, the kind of equipment you would buy, given, you know, having the ability to buy it, um, would vary quite a bit if you really deeply appreciate a given pursuit. Um, you'll go past that, just try out skateboarding level and see why it might make sense to get something a little more nice. And you may, I don't know, think a lot about cross-country skiing or something or um, even computing. And depending on how you value it and what you're able to you know, purchase and stuff. You think like that's an obvious behavior that we can observe where if, if we really value something, we, we will we'll put the investment into it. And that's where I think the battle is. That's where it's, it's, um, user experience is a hearts and minds thing. As much as it is a real world manifestation thing because we see the effects of the manifestations when you create a systems and, and, and it doesn't help people enough or it puts them in harm's way or it's confusing. It wastes more time. It does something disrespectful to, to a community. Um, it's still functioning. And so if we, if we value the only the functioning behaviors, then, um, we're missing out on the effects. And so we're here representing feelings. We represent feelings. And that is really hard work, a certain kind of hard work, not taking away from all the other kinds of hard work, but representing feelings has a, I think, an emotional cost. Hmm. So how could we do better to support ourselves and each other in doing the emotional work? I think part of it is to at least experience less um, conflict and more, um, you know, not, not to uh, somehow get rid of all conflict because everyone agrees. Even when you have a room of designers who all agree with the idea of including other people, you're going to find things to disagree. But at least believe in the value of the work of design. And now you have a foothold to, or you have one less thing to have to, um, battle through one less friction because you all believe in the value. And that's another thing too, is that maybe part of the emotional work is that we don't necessarily individually feel valued in doing, doing this. And that takes great resilience to not only, um, be present among disciplines, potentially business and, and engineering that don't even believe in what you do and to then help them believe in other people and what they've experienced based on what is being funded and made. Wow. That, that is, there's something to this. I think it's another effect of what draws me to exploring. How can we get others caring and practicing about human centered design? And I think maybe there is something to this pitch of, well, it's just about how we see it. So let's, let's work on that. Let's help others see it 
a little bit more like how we see it and include these ideas in their work too, because they're all inherently making things for people. And we as designers can advocate for design in such a way that gets others to believe in it more, which I feel like is an upgrade, some kind of, you know, widely applicable power up for our groups that we work with and, and certainly um, an empowering thing for our audiences because we'll be all representing them better. Well, that was the, the journal recording I decided to make into a Polytechnicast. And by the way, if you're listening to this, you might, um, you might like to know that I've been uh, actually publishing every single day in the form of a blog post. And they, they take a variety of you know, different formats and topics and stuff because it's the daily practice. That's the predict- predictable thing. The less predictable one, um, at least so far, I started January 1st and have been putting out an article every single day. So what are we at now? That's uh, 38 or so in a row. And they vary from, of course, talking about user experience design and exploring you know, pieces and parts of ideas I have about a book for user experience mindset. And of course, um, well, other things I care a lot about, things I've made, th- you know, tinkering things and whatnot. And... Uh, that I, that I think would be just fun to share and the practice of the frequent sharing and how I'm trying to grow as a, as a writer and stuff through that. So that's, uh, that's all happening on the same website that the Polytechnicast has shared. It's at interactive-storyteller.com. And well, if you have any thoughts about this, um, this recording or any of the stuff, uh, stuff that I post, you can reach me uh, various places on the internet. I think the best well, because I'm my name, Rob Stenzinger, wherever I tend to post or tend to be in the social networks, but then via email, I think that's, that's a great flexible form. You can reach me, Rob at shieldsstenzinger.com. Thanks for, uh, thanks for, you know, sticking around with the Polytechnicast and thank you very much for listening.